So, uh, did you guys go see the movie together? Uh, I saw it with you. Oh wait, no, <laughs> that's a lie. I that's was like, we we're about to throw yeah. down right here. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, wait I, a minute. I actually sat by myself in the theater on uh, Friday. Only weirdos watch movies by themselves. <laughs> well, I've been called worse, so I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I watched it with my wife. Oh, nice. Is she a big uh, Hunger fan? No. Did she know anything about the movies? Um, I think we watched the first one, what, 10 years ago, whatever, how, however okay. long it was. Um, okay. And, and Frills, remind me, are you, a big, are you a big fan? Or your wife is, right? The wife is. Yes, and uh, and the boys and my one of my girls is so this was a big okay. deal in the Friel's okay. household. And did everybody go? Yes, everybody went. Oh, nice! And uh, um, all enjoyed. I will say that. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, listen, it it couldn't be any worse than the Marvels. You know what? I could have watched a black screen for two and a half hours, and it would have been better than the Marvels. So. <laughs> That's true. This this saved the whole real props because after that one I was like I don't know guys this this is, is not it worth it <laughs> can we keep doing this yeah. no I it was an existential crisis after it that. was yeah uh-huh. the moment they were singing in this one I was like wait a minute <laughs> I'm gonna make them an awful camera field I see dead people hasta la vista baby you can't handle the truth. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Okay, let's get into it. The Hunger Games uh, prequel, Ballad of Song something or other, I don't know. I'm not really a fan, as you can tell. But um, I did go Song see Birds the Songbirds and Snakes, I think, is the... Songbirds and Snakes, that's right, Jay. I forgot, you write fan fiction uh, online uh, for Hunger Games, don't you? No, the only reason oh. I remember that is that was in confidence. Was I not supposed to say anything? My fault. I'm just I'm going to ignore you on that one. Uh, but the, <laughs> the only reason I remember that is because there was a plethora of snakes and birds. You're yes, movie. good job, dude. Good job, very observant. That's the only reason was... I remember the name. I don't even know what the other ones are. I just know them as Hunger Games. Okay, yeah. A lot of stuff going on in this movie. It's it's interesting. And again, if you've seen the original movies, you know that uh, uh, this is kind of the 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 prequel, the the um, build up story to Snow and how he becomes kind of the main villain of those Hunger Game films. Uh, I have to and, be honest. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. No, huh? Okay. No, <clears throat> it only connected at the very end when I was like. Hey, he looks like that guy that was like the old dude in the first one. So, like, I'm coming at this as a novice. Like, yeah. I, and That's so the so whole good. movie, I'm, I was like, is this before? Is this after? I don't know. So, there's my own ignorance in Hunger Games. That's okay. That's all right. Wow. So, Star Wars. To give me some encouragement, I thought this was a really good prequel. I think they did a really good job of kind of building up to what we saw in the later hunger games they tied a lot in it was really good yeah if you enjoy the killing of children it was it was wonderful well, well if, you, if you know frields <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay <laughs> I, I think i just blew up the podcast <laughs> good times okay that's my str- i'll just be honest that's my struggle with the whole thing <laughs> I, I struggle with that personally with the movie because of just the um, 
just the the disregard for life and particularly for kids yeah got it totally get that uh and and obviously that's i think that's one of the things especially the the first series is really trying to hit on is yes. that the right the the um lack of care for life I, again we'll have to get into some spoilers and stuff here just because to to kind of talk through this i know a lot of people have already read the book and everything like that so um jason how was the book by the way um you know i never missed a moment of it because i never read it oh okay yeah well, i don't know right. okay well that's all right. everybody in this group i would have thought it would have been him that would have read it but i know yeah he, again you know. he he does strike me as like a, a young ya you know uh f- <laughs> fiction reader <laughs> yeah, yeah that's me that's me <laughs> it is no, we're You're making barnes and nobles I'm sounding like the grumpy old guy here. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I'm being killed and I don't read these books and I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's talk a bit about Snow in this film, right? So he starts out as this guy who um, seems, you know, to have some empathy for these people who are thrust into the, into the games. And, and yet kind of all along the way, whenever he helps somebody, it's always something that's in his own best interest like no matter what right it's it's doesn't seem like there's ever a genuine um kind of motivation behind what he's doing uh and i don't know i just to me again as the protagonist of the film who's actually the antagonist um it's it's tough for me to kind of want to root for that guy you know and again i i guess we're supposed to really be rooting for the young girl um but i'll be honest with you, I, I didn't really like her character that much either. The guy was difficult to root for. At first, right. I was like, uh, is this like Eminem's Mac story? Uh, and then the, the second. Uh, <laughs> that, was, when he started talk, when he had that whole uh, scene in front of the mirror and yeah. uh, started talking about how he was going to lose himself. That's uh, right. And was, he only had one yeah. shot, one opportunity. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's, as I think it, it was difficult, right? It's um, yeah. it's a challenge to because there didn't seem to be a genuine care that wasn't connected to some kind of like, is he, is he caring because it helps him out? Um, It seems like he starts to develop some kind of uh, connection relationship and things like that. But I mean, that quickly ends at the end of the movie when he loses control. Like I felt like this guy was mostly about control, right? If he could control the situation um through his actions through how you know even how he displayed uh what would be like loving acts of compassion towards this uh to uh was it lucy lucy gray yeah the, lucy gray something like that yeah um, and, and for some reason why was he always he never just said lucy it was always lucy gray lucy gray uh because i think that's her first name oh it's lucy gray is her first name oh, i don't know i mean that's what i took it as oh I think it was like a sense of endearment towards her because yeah. he was rather smitten with her. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, I, I enjoyed her character. I At first, I was like, I don't know if I could buy it, but, like, she grew on me, and she kind of seemed like a, um, like a musical version of uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Like, independent, um, rebellious, like, not going to play by the rules kind of thing, if I remember back at that. Yeah, so I I enjoyed her character. I enjoyed his character in terms of like 
his struggle with wanting to ascend, right? He wanted to use the games to make a mark to win uh, some kind of award or something that would set his family up because they were poor and destitute, but they were pretending like they were still wealthy, right? And so he had this mm-hmm. whole facade going on. And and so I think there was some depth to his character. I think the biggest thing, if I were to look at not just this movie, but Hunger Games in general, and admittedly, I don't know the books and I've only seen the first one and then this one, which is the, the prequel. I, I think what comes to mind is the difference between a worldview that has God and a humanistic, atheistic worldview that there's really no no God and humans are the ones that are giving values and, and, and those values can shift and they can change and killing can be okay and it can be good uh, or it can be evil. There's no like implication of a greater hope. Um, there's no like, um, there's no real wrestling through the ethical dilemma of killing. And you see that in this guy's character where he can kill um, without any uh, reservation. Um, yeah. you know, or like remorse. Yeah, without reservation, without remorse, even killing is, or being a part of uh, how one of his closest friends ends up yeah. dying, right? And and that's the whole whole issue. Like he, I think. he doesn't even flinch at no, those things. Um, not at all. And it just... So it just kind of seems almost like a sociopath, right? The, yes, just, yes. This, he's cold at some moments, but warm when he's trying to get something. Yes. Well, yeah. the whole, I mean, his whole thing is he's trying to get that prize um, and he will do anything to get the prize, right? And it was somewhat taken away from him. So he had to do anything he could to get back to the capital city. Um, and even at one point, you know, here he essentially, spoiler alert, you know, he, you know, it looks like he's getting the girl um, and he has the opportunity to get back to the capital city. And it was like, oh, well, I got to make my way back to the capital city. Didn't even care about the girl. You know? there, there was a quote that goes along with that, that somebody said in the film, we all do things we're not proud of to survive. Yeah, and... I think that was, I think that was um, Lucy Gray. Yeah. And I, I think, again, that goes, you know, being the. Um, resident uh, theological nerd here that goes all the way back to standards right that if if there is no god and if there uh, there is no divine standard of what is truly right and truly wrong then your standard of what is good can shift and and that can be like the the highest good if you will is survival and you do anything for survival versus like I think what I'm reminded of is, you know, even this semester teaching historical theology at TMU is that there there were centuries uh, where Christians uh, would be put in the arena, very, very similar to this, uh, in which they would be eaten by beasts and they would be killed by gladiators and things like that. And, and they could survive these things with hope because there was a, a greater hope there. There was a, um, a, an unfading, imperishable inheritance preserved in heaven, as First Peter talks about, and so they can go through the horrific ter- uh, things, even death, and and not take a life because there's something better beyond this world. When you remove God, and when when it's just a humanistic, atheistic worldview, then standards change, and and you can adapt, and so you do anything to survive, and if that means using people 
to get ahead uh, or to kill or whatever, you know, that if this is all there is, then eat, drink and be merry and do whatever right. you can do to, to get to the other side. It's good to bring up the historical context that Jay, because stuff like this happened, you know, so it's not like this is make believe in terms of obviously some of it is, but the, the base idea has existed and has happened. Um, and so it's not far fetched that humanity would, you know, make the leap to, to do, sh you know, entertainment, if you will, like this. Yeah. I think it goes to the core issue that was repeated several times in the movie. This was like one of the things that besides like the no moral authority, uh, godless environment, um, there, there was this, uh, there's a humanistic view of man that man is basically good. And yes. And then you can choose to be good or you can choose to be evil, which does away with the whole biblical concept of total depravity, right? That right. it's not that we're as bad as we could ever be. It's that sin has impacted all aspects of who we are and has impacted everyone. It's universal and it's complete. It's pervasive, right? And and so what you have, it, you have these stories play out where Lucy Gray is good and sn the snow guy is uh, kind of gray morally and then he kind of moves into like some areas where he's not so gray and then ultimately he chooses the path at least the so the way i took the movie setting it up he chooses the path of being the the dictator that he later is going to be um uh, you know president of whatever the country or empire or whatever it is that, that he's going to be part of um and so she you know she has these quotes like truth matters more than love you know, for her to be truthful is more than the emotional love, right? And trying to do a dichotomy and and split between um, truth and and love that you, you, that they're not connected in some way. And so mm -hmm. when he lies about how many people he has killed or doesn't seem to be truthful, that's when she kind of you know, for lack of a better term, you know, flies out the door, right? Uh, the songbird leaving the snake. Like, that's how it felt like he's the snake. Yeah. She's the songbird. Um, and that's how, like, at least that's the way I was viewing it as they were setting up these themes and imagery and, and things like that. You could look at Snow and um, and Lucy um, as throughout the movie, we watch them kind of develop different worldviews, right? Because Lucy, obviously, she's the one that believes you know, all of us are good. There's a line that she says, there's a natural goodness built into us all. We can step across that line into evil or not, right? So she believes, she believes that for the most part, all are good, but that we we can make that choice to step into evil. And then later on, um, Snow, yeah, Snow says the whole world is an arena and we need the Hunger Games every year to remind us all who we truly are. Um and, you know, I think that was built out of his experience that we saw in the movie when he has to enter the arena and perform certain duties that he was not anticipating having to do, where we see him start to get comfortable um, with the killing. But we also see what a, what the result is of someone who does not face any consequences for their actions. Yeah, right? that was another big theme in the movie. He's almost rewarded. Yes, you're or... almost rewarded. And we saw that even amongst the elite right the people that are in the capital city versus those who are in um, all of the districts right those who are in the districts they're always you know hey this is why you can't do these things 
and they're they're hung right the hanging tree is a big thing yeah, um yeah. in this movie and then we see the elitists right where they kind of get away with whatever they with whatever they want mm-hmm. right and we see the results of that we see the result of them being able to do something like a hunger games right where we see the atrocities done i don't see this as a terrible movie i i enjoyed the the movie of it it just it is interesting to see those worldviews communicated very subtly and for oh, yeah. i think for people who aren't thinking biblically to be able to evaluate and think through like even like the i think one and maybe i'm adding more to the podcast but one of the things that i think through just that just i was reminded of is even the the sanctity of life as it related to when the tributes came they were seen as animals put in a zoo uh, yes. and treated as if they were less than human totally and and so again i think what you see is not far from our own um uh day and age of when you remove god all that there's left is this humanistic standpoint uh and then that crumbles any kind of and deteriorates any kind of uh, morality or standard, and then the individual or the, those in power get to dictate what is good uh, and the society, so to speak, um, type of thing. And I think it's great to watch and and think and and ask yourself the biblical um, biblical guidelines or the view it through a biblical lens and and work through um, some of these things that. I think aren't too far off from our own um, our own world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, one. I, I think it is a great movie. I think there is a lot to think through. Another theme that I saw in there was control, mm-hmm. um, and what do we do with those that are in control of us and over our lives that we have no choice, right? Kind of what happens. What do they call it when they go and they select everybody from the districts? They call it the reaping. Interesting that they. That's what they would. They would call it right, and they all knew the horrible things that were they were going to have to go and do, um, and just how even the government, so to speak, the ruling government used fear and all these other things to um, to control the people um, in the districts. And I just think, you know, yeah, this this movie is just chock full of just. There's a lot to think through as you as you go through. Um, and you watch this and it's a what is it it's a two hour and 45 minute movie and to be honest with you it did not feel like a two hour and 45 minute uh it did to me i'm gonna be honest with you. it felt like two different movies i felt like once we got out of the hunger games i was like oh, okay they're gonna wrap this up here and then it went on for another hour surprise uh, i know i was like oh it felt like three or four again here's the deal though i you know me i i i, I have issues so you know, Look, I think of everybody on this podcast. You're the one that understands movies the least. Let's just be <laughs> It is true. <laughs> you don't That's understand right. story. That's right. Those are fighting words right there. <laughs> no, he's probably right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org backslash donate. To learn more about the Masters University on-campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.